everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B, graphic novelties. Ooh, so graphic. We have novelties in there, graphic. Get the kids out of the room. <gasps> they're gr what? They're graphic. It's the it's the kids protesting yeah. having to leave. No, I won't leave. It's scandal. They're, ah. they're not that kind. <laughs> it's not that kind of graphic. It's, it's just really graphic. Not. Well, kind yes. There's boobs in this one. Yeah. So that's true. And there's um, talk of ladies of the evening. Ladies of the night. <laughs> scandal. Sex work. Ooh. Nowadays. I guess these ladies would just have like OnlyFans, which is pretty cool. That's true. Cool to think of. Yeah. Like, oh man. We've come a long way. Yeah. Now you can just whip up an OnlyFans. Yeah. Sell some pictures of your feet. Yeah. You know? Hand out discount cards at Christmas. Yeah. I saw a video of somebody talking about somebody doing that today. Really? Yeah. What is our she, world? Uh, this person's cousin. They have like a big family. And this. <laughs> hey, welcome back to our uh, <laughs> Am I the Asshole podcast. <laughs> Person has a big family, so they have like a lot of cousins and like second cousins. And yeah, stuff. and one of her cousins handed out like little pink cards to like all the men, all the boyfriends and -uh. fiancés and stuff. Like none of the family member men, but all the like married auxiliary, in or auxiliary to men. The yeah, men. and um, they apparently had a discount, like instructions on how to get a discount on her OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The audacity. And it caused this like huge uproar in her. Anyway, funny wow. stuff. Wow. OF people, get your bread, but don't don't, don't ruin Christmas. <laughs> this has been your advice in March. <laughs> don't ruin Christmas. Uh okay, so today we are not talking about OnlyFans. We are talking about a graphic novel. Yes. Uh it is by Mr. Mike Mignola himself. Uh, with art by Troy Nixie and Pharrell Dalrymple, uh, as well as some work by some colors by Mr. Dave Stewart, who is often seen in Mignola stuff. This is called Ginny Finn from Dark Horse Comics. It is a hardcover book running at $17.99 US. Uh, Ginny Finn is set in jolly old england i think london i don't know if they actually say but I it's got it's big london vibes big london vibes big london energy um london energy <laughs> uh it is in a very mignola kind of steampunky world the prime minister wears like a weird mask with goggles on it and stuff um and there's various other sort of like oddly steampunky stuff uh, in this world, we follow Joe, a worker at a slaughterhouse, who's just a working Joe, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> one day has his life turned all tipsy-turvy over an encounter with a young girl named Ginny Finn. Uh, we start to see the what uncovers of the mystery surrounding this girl, and that she may be more than the innocent young thing that she appears to be. Uh, she forms an attachment to joe uh, and eventually utilizes his help in freeing her from situations that this strange cult has gotten her in um it's weird it's creepy it's got a lot of eldritch hp lovecraft stuff going on uh there's people with like fish growing out of their face uh and it kind of bounces around to a bunch of different things we see a seance we see like science we see paranoia we see like a lot of things kind of referencing the mindset of that era of London 
set in kind of the industrial era of London. Um, and yeah, it, it, it bounces around to a whole bunch of different situations, uh, which is cool. T, thoughts? So my favorite part of this book is that it didn't come about because Mignola wanted to write a story about fish people. It came about because Troy talked with Mignola and was like, I want to make a graphic novel. And Mignola was like, dope, what do you want it to be about? And Troy was like, let me send you some really jacked up pictures that I've drawn. Yeah. And then can you make a story around it? And Mignola's like, shrug. Yeah, there's a really cool, <laughs> really cool sketchbook at the end of the book that's, I guess, those... Yep. Which is just a bunch of like posh English aristocratic looking people with weird fish bits. And it's so interesting because that to me feels like such a Mignola story to not even have a story going in. Just be like, here's some weird drawings. Can you turn this into like a narrative? And it's like, yeah. All right. Eldridge. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. just feels so effortless. That's what I love about Mignola is that his work always feels very cohesive, right? He'll write about all sorts of different things. No book is ever like exactly the same. Like Hellboy is very different from um, like all sorts. There's just so much different things. He'll write about space and he'll write about England and he'll write about witches and he'll write about Nazis. And it's just, it's, it's mm. but it all has this very cohesive you know, there was, like that one book we read called i think radio spaceman exactly which was awesome and way different than you know your right. hellboys and things like that but it still feels very much in tune with the mignolaism yeah right and that's what i love about that is that when you go and you open up a book and you see that it's written by mignola you're like oh i kind of know what i'm getting into and so it's really nice to be like I know what I'm going to read today. I want to read a Mignola because you just know what you're going to get. And I love that. I, I appreciate the consistency. It's like listening to Foo Fighters, right? Like if you want to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know exactly what you're going to get when you listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, Basically. And that's like 90% of their stuff. And I'm fine with that. That's great. And so that's what was really nice about this. The other thing that really stood out to me about this book. Sometimes you want like a deep, thoughtful musical piece sometimes you want to do a little dance and then drink a little water <laughs> there's room for both sides exactly you know exactly. different strokes for different folks. different folks the other thing about this book that i love is that it's like perfectly grotesque yeah nothing in this book it's, is attractive it's an ugly book it is ugly but like it should be right because yeah. the things that it talks about are ugly and well, like and that period of the world was kind of ugly right like, and so, in that like early industrial age especially in cities like london or like new york and stuff like stuff was ugly and it it just people were worked to the bone everyone was drunk and high <laughs> you know what i mean like there people weren't bathing properly like it's, it's there wasn't not. the infrastructures that we're spoiled with nowadays exactly you know? but that's it's kind of like nice yeah. right because the things being discussed in the book and the implication of some of the things that happen to jenny finn it's yeah. gross it's grody and so the fact that the art in the book is gross in like the best kind of way yeah is awesome yeah. i it's so nice to not 
I feel like a lot of the times you get books nowadays and like, you know, we're kind of spoiled by the Jenny Friesons where everything's just freaking beautiful and you're like, this could be the darkest, most jacked up storyline, but look at how pretty it is. Mm -hmm. You know, this ain't that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's true. That is fair. It, uh, it definitely, it fit with, it weirdly made the fish people more gross that everything around them was gross. Yeah. Because it's like when you have a bunch of like funny looking people being like, and this isn't Troy. Hey, man, I'm not saying your art's bad. It's good. It, it works. It was perfect. But it's clearly stylized. Yeah. And, you know, you have a bunch of like stylized, you know, garish, weird looking people being like, wow. That thing's weird looking. It really sells. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have like characters where their head is like really big, but their face is really small on the big head. And even they're like, wow, those fish people are funny looking. What's going on there? Yeah, you're like, like if I, whoa. <laughs> if I'm looking for like a really tiny, tiny home and I meet up with my realtor and they're five, four, I'm going to trust them a lot more. <laughs> Then if some six foot eight dude is like, this one's real tiny. Sure it is, champ. <laughs> Just like your NFL locker room was really tiny. Get out of here. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it really sells the image. I thought this book was interesting. It makes, I didn't know the history of it. Yeah. Like what you said about it. And it kind of makes it make sense because like I said early on, it really bounces over a lot of different things that you s- often see in these stories set in that time period, mm-hmm. either in uh, like New England or in London. Right. It had like seafaring moments. Mm-hmm. It had like religious zealotry moments. Mm-hmm. It had, uh, you know, dark, creepy sea monster moments. Corrupt or like government moments. Corrupt government moments. It had a Jack the Ripper character. It had, you know, a seance and ghosts were a real thing that we're just accepting in this world. Yep. There's like dark entities beyond the veil of human perception. The seedy underbelly of society. Yeah, there's like gross monsters <laughs> lurking in the alleyways and stuff like that. Like it's, it's... It played on a lot of different themes. It hit a lot of different themes. So it really does feel like, you know, it was Mignola playing with an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, he was handed. This is what it's going to look like. Inspiration and then played (laughs) off of that. And while the story itself doesn't really go anywhere, it doesn't really wow you. It's not like incredible. The stuff that is happening, like it's, it's. It's kind of like a walking sim, you know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes it's fine just being immersed in the world and it isn't always about like finding this revolutionary, this change my life kind of story, you know, and this is a fun world being immersed in. It's an interesting take on these like eldritch things where it's less like, oh, I'm being transformed into something that's like cohesive and I myself will be able to control. And instead I'm being like, I've randomly got like tentacles on my chin and not even tentacles, just like the suckers of tentacles on my chin. And right. there's a whole ass fish growing sideways out of my head and stuff like that. Exactly. You know? It's less about like active, perfect plot development and more about fish randomly yelling doom. 
Yeah, it's, it's like it, it's a vibe. It's weird and creepy. Yeah, you know, it's it's creepy and off-putting. Um, oh, sorry, it's set in London, so it's figgy off-putting. Um, <laughs> oh no! And <laughs> there's fish stuff, and it's weird, and it kind of you know alludes to, you know, I, I definitely think there is a big part of it that is talking about like venereal disease and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. sexual health and sexual assault you know i think if there's a message to take from this book (laughs) it's about practicing healthy sexual habits is that what mignola wanted to deliver was he just using that as a device to play with the eldritch stuff i don't know but it doesn't really like make any sort of sweeping claims of anything it's just kind of like Hey, you know, people were getting all kinds of VD back in the day. So what if the VD were fish? <laughs> and that's kind of where it goes with that. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun book. Like I said, not a revolutionary story, but I loved the art. I loved the take on kind of eldritch stuff. <laughs> I loved that the transformative part wasn't, you know, so uh, it's... <laughs> And it's, it's not that it hasn't been done, but so often the, like, transformation thing, like, oh, I'm changing, is, like, a painful or, like, scary experience. But in this, it's kind of treated like, oh, yeah, I feel great. <laughs> this is wonderful. Yeah. You know, there are the dudes on the ship that, like, set themselves on fire because they sense that they're changing. But I think that's because of, like, religious reasons. But, you know. I will put out there just a heads up. There probably should be a bit of a trigger warning on this book. There are implications of sexual assault and and doing things to people who mm-hmm. didn't necessarily want it. Um, so be aware that that's a thing. The part on the boat's kind of a little rough. Um, you don't yeah. see anything, obviously, but the implications are very heavy and very apparent. Yep. Um, and the results are very clear. So They do mention the word semen. Yeah. But in terms of, like, people on a boat. Yeah. But still... But still. Might make you giggle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it does cover some heavy things. Yeah. There's, you know, prostitution, sexual assault, references to people unaliving themselves. There's some violence, a little bit of gore, um, a lot of bit of fish. Lots of fish. So, uh, you know, but this would be a good stepping stone to get into that one Junji Ito story whose name I can't remember about the fish. True. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, that one's rough. Gora? In a great way. Go- it's great, Gara? but it's icky. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, I need to look it up. <laughs> there's there's creepy fish running down the street. It's not. It's, mm. it's a trip. It's it's icky. Ito fish story. Oh, wait. Not fosh story. Fish story. <laughs> What even is a flash story? Gyo! Yeah. Uh, G-Y-O. Which probably means something in Japanese. Hold on. (laughs) This has been Googling with Chris and T. No, not English. English. Thumbs, please. (laughs) You're having an issue with that. It means fish. Oh. I could have just pretended like I knew that. (laughs) Oh, yes. Gyo. Which, of course means fish in Japanese. We can edit it in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll totally do that. I'll absolutely remember to do that. <laughs>
Anyway, Jenny Fenn, it's a cool book. It's yeah, a fun it's little fun. hardcover. Uh, it's printed well. Uh, the colors really mm-hmm. pop. It's really good paper. Uh, it's a nice printing for $17.99. So Heck if you yeah. know somebody that's into like Eldritch stuff or you yourself are into kind of Eldritch weird fish people stuff, then, you know, hey, pick it up. If you're a worshiper of Dagon, this is the book for you. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's a vibe. The Deep One, King of the Sea, the Scaled Messiah. I don't know if these are actual names for Dagon. I believe kinda, it. Yeah. I, I would totally just, kind of, just assume. Kind of riffing on HP Lovecraft <laughs> right now. Anyway, check it out. I liked it. T, final thoughts. Uh, Final thoughts. I just love Mignola. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just love Mignola. I just appreciate that there's just, you know, in a world of yellow uh post-apocalyptic lands, we've got somewhere to go back to London at any time. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We're on the lookout for more graphic novels, so if you find any and you want to suggest them to us, feel free to yeah, hit please. us up. Yeah, please. Uh on our social media pages, but otherwise that has been it for us on this one. Uh, thank you as always for listening if you want more episodes of cover b you can find them on our website coverbpodcast.com that's right and you can pop on over to our social sites on facebook and instagram at cover b podcast and give us those recommendations word so thanks again for listening everyone have a great weekend uh as always i have been chris this has been t it's true and you've been listening to, to cover, cover b. b bye everybody